All right. Welcome to episode 55 of the West Churchill audio blog. Anti-remote work is about ego and micromanaging and lack of organization and lack of a plan and fear. Those are the things uh, going to be talking about today. And um, I think it's interesting, you know, there's lots of people that have come to me and said, oh, your remote work just doesn't work. And so we had to bring everyone back in house. And I always cringe when I hear that because what that really is telling me that they just, they're not that organized at their company and it's really hurting them. So I want to kind of go and discuss that today and talk about some reasons why that happens, um, some ramifications of that, and then also just get into some solutions. So here we go. For the third time this month and twice today, I've had people tell me stories that remote work doesn't work. So they brought them back in-house. Every time I hear that, it's usually from two types of people. Older corporate persons that are pining about the past and how the office used to be more productive or insecure <coughs> or insecure and disorganized bosses. They use the office as their daily ego boost. Remote work takes work, and if it's not working, you're being lazy, probably micromanaging, and focusing on the wrong metric. Currently, I work in an office with a great team, and it's some of the best work I've ever done. But for over 10 years, I worked remotely, and it was fantastic. The secret? You have to be set up for it. There has to be a process in place with how you talk, share information, and work through problems. Most importantly, everyone has to be on board. People in companies that try to wing it or brute force it without getting buy-in from the top will fail. Here's a quick test. Grab someone and quickly dictate to them instructions to do a task. Next, open up a Google Doc and write down the same task. Most likely, you're having to provide more detail and context. This, in turn, will ensure the task is completed more efficiently because when we write things down, we tend to be more descriptive, and it also provides a record that can be referenced again and again, which will also incre increase the likelihood the task will be finished as requested. The office doesn't scale. Whether you are in an office or not, you have to get organized. If you don't, tasks start falling through the cracks. Most, if not all, project and task management software is available in, in the cloud these days, which means it can be accessed online from anywhere. Square feet in the cloud is tremendously cheaper than square feet on the ground. This trend of family-style seating in offices is not just to show how companies are cool and modern. It also saves space, a lot of space. It's also a way to skirt city laws around offices and parking spaces, but, but I digress. To get good talent, companies are setting up shop in cities where people are moving in search of higher-paying jobs. Finding floor space in cities is expensive, and now that roomy supply closet, <clears throat> and now that roomy supply closet is underutilized. True story. Another programmer and I worked in a supply closet at a startup. At some point, the merry-go-round of more desks plus more space plus bigger buildings loses its shine, and the once homage to your com company success becomes its biggest liability. Yes, it can be for everyone. I've heard many people say 
that they like the idea of working remote, but not all people are self-starters and need to be in the office to have someone tell them what to do. In addition, some employees' homes aren't conducive to a home office environment, and they literally don't have space. Training can easily fix an issue where, with someone wanting to go to an office for motivation. If people need to be around other people, then they can just uh, join a co-working space like WeWork, or go to a coffee shop, or even go to a library. Remember those? Moment of truth. The cold hard reality is that the office has jumped the shark. The office is dead and should be looked to as a meeting place, an area to come together, briefly meet, socialize, strategize, organize, and disseminate information. Rent it out on weekends for weddings and bar mitzvahs. Continued paltry attempts to stop this train is purely the definition of insanity. Here's the most important piece of all. No one wants to be there. You can see it in everyone's behavior and body language. The hallway conversations, the busy work of doing anything except their job. It's obvious. Next time you're in the office, stop and take a look around. You'll see it. Or get rid of it altogether. Several high-profile companies have ditched the office and been very honest about it. Is the transition perfect? No. Are there a lot of growing pains? Yes. Are employees eventually happier, healthier, and more productive? Absolutely. What's the alternative? Make it about the work. That's your new metric. It's as simple as, was it done or not? If it's done, it moves the company that much forward. If it's not, the goal wasn't achieved and you need to do an audit to see if the goal was the correct goal in the first place. Was employees set up for success? Was the expectation realistic? This is where the commu communication comes in. If the work wasn't going to be completed in the allotted time, then that should have been communicated earlier in the process and not waited until the end. Maybe it's a training issue. Do the task givers and the task receivers know the process for correctly giving out a task and providing routine updates? That's where the organization comes in. Training is essential. Exploring remote work. It's not too late. Start organizing yourself and your staff with a simple spreadsheet that can be shared with Google Docs. Even better, sign up for a free account with Basecamp. These guys literally wrote the book on remote work. Start at the top. If your executive management team supports it, then it will be successful. If they don't, then wait to implement it. The bottom-up approach won't work here. The value has to be obvious and shared among the whole staff. Having dissenting opinions among the team will certainly doom your foray into remote work right at the start. There's a myriad of ways to implement a remote work program into your office. Just Google it. Everything depends on the type of company you are, the, I'm sorry, the type of company you have and the culture you have created. You have just have to come up with a plan and start. Test new ideas, fix broken processes, and then do it again. One thing that will happen for sure is that your company will become more organized, communicate better, and have clearer goals than ever before. What have you got to lose? Thanks for listening to episode 55 and the West Churchill audio blog. Anti-remote work is about ego. Thanks for listening, everybody.